What's going on, guys? Hayden Wolfsburg here. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to do a five-part series on pretty much like how do we find happiness? What's been stopping us from getting there? Um, I'm going to go through my whole sort of journey from a kid, the stuff I saw growing up, the stuff I suppressed for so long. And like I said, I hope this resonates with a lot of you guys out there and hopefully you can find that happy space or that safe space. Um, so other than that, let's get into it. through how I've dealt with it, you know, uh, what I suppressed for so long, all the goodies, all the baddies, um, but uh, I think it'll resonate for a lot of people. Had a had a big reach out from people saying that they want to hear about this, and uh, if I can help anyone out uh, that's been through some similar stuff to me in their life, then I'm all about that. That's, uh, that's a win in my books. Um, with a few people reached out and said I can sort of reach out on certain things if I'd been through them. And part of those are definitely part of the process I've been through dealing with stuff. Um, and like I said, it's not all, all bad. So there's, there's a lot of goods that come out of um, when you go through hard times and things like that. So we'll get started. Um, everyone that doesn't know me, uh, Hayden Wolfsbauer, I was born on 12th and 12th, 1986, uh, in a town called Hamilton, New Zealand. Um, I come from a, a, it's a relatively uh, big family. My dad's side's Māori, um, and uh, my mum's side's sort of, their background's sort of Irish. So um, my little bit of background on my parents, you know, they're both very um, sporty people, uh, very social people. I think that was just part of it back then. Uh, grew up listening to, you know, lots of music, uh, having lots of house parties and being in that social environment. Uh, both my parents were smokers. Uh, dad still is. Uh, um, and mum was, which we'll touch on a little bit more later on. But, you know, all that type of thing. So I saw, saw lots of stuff growing up, uh, especially at a, at a young age. I was always sort of... Um, out mingling with uh, um, parents and socialising and interacting with uh, older kids, adults, and all that type of stuff, which is also what we'll sort of touch on later as well. But at two years old, my uh, parents separated. Um, and it's quite funny. Um, you sort of don't remember any of that stuff when you're two. Um, I ended up living with my mum <coughs> till, till I left home at about 18. Now, I only actually found this out recently uh, was, you know, spending a lot more time with my dad was uh, they were together for 12 years, which I didn't, didn't have a clue. I did not know how long they were together for. So they were together for 12 years, split, and um, they were actually better friends um, than they were separate, when they were separated than they were when they were uh, together, which is what a lot of people have told me that were close friends as well, which is cool. Um, Dad worked away a lot, so he wasn't around obviously much, but I still he was still a part of my life, but I spent the majority of the time with mum, and we lived in all different sort of places um, growing up, so we travelled around a little bit because uh, we were farming and things like that. So, so yeah, so they separated when I was two, um, and I'm just going to just sort of talk around this uh, separation thing is... Um, 
I definitely think I struggle from uh, what they call separation anxiety, um, which is when you've had big big separations in your life or someone pull away from you um, at a certain age or or certain time of your life we you actually don't get to actually deal with those um, um, situations well uh, and then all of a sudden it comes out later on in life and in other relationships or other parts of you know your workforce or anything like that when you have been when you get put in that situation again uh, you respond to it very poorly uh, you don't know how to deal with things and I think a lot of people that might not know it after this to this would be like, I actually have that same thing. Like um, this person passed away or this person left me at this age or, you know, my girlfriend left me or it can be sort of anything that where that separation uh, anxiety comes from and you actually don't really know it. You just suppress it and you're like, this is a part of life. People go, but you actually have to learn how to deal with um, letting people go in your life. Uh, they don't, don't teach you that, definitely don't teach you that at school and they don't teach you that in a lot of things because people don't want to bring that shit up because they're like, eh, it'll be all right, just move on, find someone else. But if you actually learn to, to deal with them um, and not suppress those feelings so much, I think you'd be able to move on in a much happier place faster and that doesn't mean you're not going to grieve at all or things like that. I just think that your capability of moving on and being happy with, you know, the process um, would be much easier if you were we were taught to um, deal with it better. And I think dealing with it is actually talking about it and communicating about it with people that understand that have been through it before or someone that's close to you. You can talk to them about it and be like, I feel like this. And they go, yeah, that's because this this has happened in your life and you feel like someone's left you and that you haven't been explained why they've left or things like that or what the situation was. And that's where you create this. So when it happens again in life, you get that same feeling over and over again. So I hope that kind of resonates with, with a few people. And if you're, if you're in that situation, you just need to communicate with someone that uh, has been through it before or understands or even the person that if they're still around is why why have you sort of left me or why have you why didn't my parents stay together or all that type of stuff and so you can get a clear sort of understanding on it and then it's much easier to sort of move on so so yeah so that was me at two so you don't realize that when you're two years old that you know um that that would happen um the sort of next sort of chapter um gets pretty pretty heavy um it's going to be quite an eye-opener for a few people Uh, i've never really talked about this um in this format before but you know i'm in a good space uh these days to talk about this stuff I've, i've been doing my own work for for a bit now and i'm um i'm happy to talk about this so my mum then had a partner which she was with for, you know, a decent amount of time. And um, like I said, we're, we're dairy farming and things like that. And um, he was a very uh, violent person. Um, 
to the extent where I saw a lot of domestic violence uh, growing up through the ages of sort of, we're talking probably five, six, seven, eight, anywhere year around to about five to eight or nine years old. Um, and at that age, you you physically do understand what's going on and you know that that's not right, but you're also at an age where you can't do anything about it. Um, so, yeah, I was I saw a lot of things that you, you don't get to see growing up at that age, and I won't go into too much detail, but it, it, get, it got pretty graphic um, at some points. And I've, like I said, I've seen some, seen, seen my mother in some very um, bad states and situations. Um, so that was something that I think I, another thing that I sort of suppressed and sort of just thought, ah, that's just fucking how it is, isn't it? That's just a part of life. That's, that's just what it is. And you move on and you build that resilience against it and you go, cool. Um, even, you, even though you know deep down that that is, that is not how it is, you're, you just switch, switch a, uh, flick that switch and that becomes, um, I'm not, I don't like saying you're normal, but you know, you just, um, you just accept it for what it is, especially when you're a little bit younger. So, um, that was the next part. We're going to, we'll probably talk about this a little bit and you know, not everyone's going to be, um, had their eyes sort of open to domestic violence and especially at that sort of age, but it's a, it's a pretty scary thing the first time and um, it's very traumatic and that's deeply, you know, traumatic as in I suppressed heavy trauma for a long period of time in my life and you, you, you just want to suppress it because you're ashamed to talk about those things like it's um you don't want to bring those up or you don't want to be known as that kid that's going through that stuff or you know and you just feel like you're getting judged the whole time if you bring that up and whatnot and I, I knew other people knew it was going on but I was never in a situation where I was sort of probably old enough or they probably didn't think I understood um as much as I knew then and um I was a very I was wasn't great at school at applying myself, just going off a little bit off a little bit here on a tangent, but I, I understood what was going on in the real world. I was almost like much more street smart as a kid than I was um, you know, academic or school smart, whatever you want to call it. So I knew what was going on. And then uh, a few people knew that I knew, but not to the point where um, you know, they felt like they could come talk to me about it or I would open up about it. I just, you know, like I said, accept it for what it was. So I wish now looking back that I'd um, maybe talk to someone about that um, and just got it off my chest to the point where I was like, hey, like, is this normal? Like, fucking, what's going on? Like, um, this happened right around. Whether they believe me or not, I think if I'd maybe been able to talk to someone at that time, um, but then you're also in a, you're also in that situation where you're kind of scared as, as a kid that you're like, if I bring this up, like, do I get, like, do I get, um, domestic, like, do I get violence put on me as well? So it's, it's quite a scary situation to be in, but it's like that fear monger. It's like, 
you know, you don't want to do it just in case something comes back and and gets you, which is um yeah, it's a it's a wild one. Um and I feel for anyone that's been through that or gone through that and uh, and seen that with their own eyes because that shit's hard. Um seeing your your mum get hit and things like that and yeah it's it's not something that yeah you definitely want to recommend um that anyone has to go through so if you're out there you can get help for that stuff there's plenty of help out there now and and more for yourself because later on in life it's going to come back to bite you in the ass and it's happened to me which we'll talk about later on in, in the series is you you might not be a violent person but it'll come out in another way and mine definitely did which we'll talk about like i said but um going back to this you can go talk to people um you know get it off your chest and you you've got all the right to be um in a safe place um especially like i said now that there's lots of help out there for this type of stuff um so whether you call someone it's a family member or you actually go get professional help or you reach out to someone um make sure you do it if you don't do it straight away and you're young um obviously that's hard because i know that the audience won't be listening to this when they're eight years old but um if you're going through and you're still younger than me which i'm 34 going 35 if you've been through this and you're 20 now or you're 25 like go get the shit sorted don't fucking keep suppressing it because it's going to come out in another way and and it could end bad and it could end up you know ruining things that could have been such a great uh great aspect in your life and you've ruined it because you haven't sort of um, dealt with that that childhood trauma of that stuff so yeah so that's that sort of sort of part um sorted and um yeah i suppose moving on on from that it was sort of i sort of went into my shell a lot as a kid um after that and you know i was i wasn't like a crazy violent person but because i had suppressed that stuff for so long it come out i'd just snap and i'd you know i'd fight at school or you know um i'd you know say crazy things to people and it was it was wild and and this is you know coming from sort of that coming into the early teen teenage years when you're starting high school and you've got all this fucking baggage that you've suppressed and you know um you're trying to you're trying to act like everything's normal and you see all these other families and their you know parents are together um and you know they've got nice cars and they've got businesses and i'm not not and i'm not saying that this stuff happens in those families as well but to a kid coming from that and seeing that you don't you just think that like you're just this the only person that's seeing this and um and, and that's the tricky part, I suppose, when you're growing up, you just, it's a, a lot of it's like a, just a big fake fucking picture of, look at the successful family, they, this is what it should be like. And, you know, like I said, as a kid, you don't know that that's, they could be going through worse stuff. Um, and it's, it, it's hard, uh, I suppose, even if they, if you're from that part of the, uh, the world where you, you know, you've, um, 
got really successful parents, businesses and, and things like that, you're, it's probably the same thing. You're scared to talk out because you'll be embarrassed that people think that your family's perfect and all of a sudden, hey, it's not. You're just like everyone else. So it comes from both sort of sides. So I suppose that for me, though, going back to it, that was the hardest part going to college. Well, sort of, um, I always had really good friends, don't get me wrong, uh, great friends. I was lucky to meet lots of friends uh, uh, because I, you know, was always um, decent at, at majority of sports that I played and obviously excelled at cricket and rugby um, and things like that. So I always had a lot of friends, which was, you know, an easy easy transition for sure coming from that stuff because that was it. That was also um, coming from, you know, that, that, those childhood traumas, being great at sport and playing sport to a high level, I was able to almost forget about my past um, because I was uh, co- I could cover it up with having you know lots of friends or people like you or and things like that, and you're part of like a big team and and you could sort of get away with it. And that was like my little scapegoat was playing lots of sport and being good at it and excelling at it. It was my way to be like, see, I am normal. I can forget about the shit that went on as a kid and I can hide behind rugby, cricket, swimming, whatever it was at the time. And um, and that was that sort of process at high school where I sort of suppressed it even more. I almost forgot about it. I was like, see, I'm sweet now. I can play rugby, play cricket. But, you know, the worst thing about that was I almost relied on the sport too much so I didn't give a didn't give a fuck about academics and things like that you know third fourth and fifth form was sweet and I just was like ah fuck it I've got rugby and cricket I'm sweet I don't need to do this stuff and again it was just like suppressing all the shit at the end of the day it was like just hiding stuff um everything that became good in my life I use it as like an escape goat to get away from lots of things um so then, yeah, we, like I said, we're moving into that high school sort of thing, and that was all good. And then um, my mum ended up in another relationship that, you know, got quite violent as well, which I was like, what the, what is this? Like, again? Like, and um, I remember one night, um, I was old enough to do something then. You know, I remember them having a fight and, you know, all these things had just, I was, in, I was in my bedroom and all these things, all these past things came up and I felt like I was the fucking Hulk. Like, I reckon I could have beaten anyone up that night. I had that much adrenaline and anger. Um, and, and this is what, what, what I'm getting into. This is the dangerous part. This is where you need to talk about it because, or have someone around that you trust is, you don't get rid of it, you know, this could have ended really bad. I could have done something really stupid um, or gone way too far with something and ended up, you know, in a bad situation. So they were having a fight and I ended up breaking it up and, you know, getting in a bit of a scuffle with the person at the time and, you know, and that was the end of that. And I won't go into too much detail, but that's how it sort of um, ended and, that's what I was saying. I was in a position where I could do something, so I did it. But I used pretty much all the anger from all the previous stuff to sort of use it against someone else. Um, and lucky enough, I didn't do something ridiculously stupid. 
um, it could, could have gone down that way. I was that, I still remember it now, like I was just, uh, I, I've never been that angry or that, you know, that had that much of adrenaline rushing through my, my veins uh, that I can remember. So um, that was sort of where that sort of ended and all that stuff ended there. There was no more dramas after that. And I sort of became, I knew that I'd done something wrong that night, but I'd also, I also started talking to people a little bit more about it. Um, like my um, grandmother and um, friends and things like that. They kind of, I talked to them about it and, you know, wasn't afraid to sort of talk a little bit more about it and get off my chest and sort of stop suppressing it as much, which was nice. And I think I became a little bit, of a different person, sort of that sort of 15, 16, 70 coming to the end of high school, I was a different person. Um, you know, I still had all that stuff I hadn't healed from properly, but I was a little bit more open to talking about it. And, um, and, and that's what I want to nail on here is if you're around that teenage year or you have teenagers that are doing that stuff, try and get them to talk about it because it's going to build up one day. You just don't want to regret that you've done something that stupid because you haven't talked about something, you know, because the body can hold on for stuff for so long and then all of a sudden it'll snap. And then sometimes it snaps and it's okay and sometimes it snaps and you do something that you might regret for the rest of your life and you, and you don't want to do that, um, tell you that much. So, um, yeah, coming through that and sort of me dealing with that sort of stuff now, you know, I'm still dealing with that stuff. You know, I'm still dealing with those childhood traumas, but... You know, uh, building awareness around those triggers you have. So, you know, what what gets me, especially with, with having kids now, like I used to get quite frustrated with the kids. And that was because I've got trauma as a kid. Um, I, I used to get quite frustrated with them. And, you know, I had a short, you know, I was short week with them and things like that. And, and, and that's kind of how you were brought up as a kid as well, as I was brought up to be that. You know, I was brought up in that sort of old school kind of era in the, you know, 80s, 90s, which it was still around, like, harden up, don't be a pussy, pick your shit up. And if you didn't do it, you got a hiding. Uh, and that was it. And you learned the, the whole process of that old school was, you know, me smacking you means if you don't do it, you get another smack. And until you start fucking listening to me, then that's just how it's going to be. And... For me, that was that's the worst thing to do because when you fire up at me, I'll fire up back. So I used to create this situation with my parents or whoever was telling me off, um, and I'd bark back at them because I've learned um, with myself if someone sits down with me and has a a much more um easy approach or you know just it has a genuine chat with me uh my energy levels and everything just 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 match their sort of levels so um i'm a bit more open to it and i'll be like yeah sorry mate that's probably my bad you know and i'm a lot more open to talking about it like that and my son's like that as well i only learned that a couple of years ago he's turning five soon that you know um if i used to tell him off he would you know, he'd rebel a little bit, he'd fire up a little bit or he'd say something back to me or something like that. And then I'd go again when 
you know, realistically, I changed that and I said, you know, hey, mate, what's going on? Sit down here, we'll have a bit of a chat and then he'll open up and tell me what's wrong and then all of a sudden he's sweet again and I was, I'm, I'm the same kid. But I just have these, I just have awareness around it now and um, going back to that old school thing is, you know, that was a soft thing to do for a guy. It was, for a dad, it was like you're a soft dad or you're a weak person because you're loving. Like, you think about what I just said there for a minute. You're a weak, weak father for sitting down and having a, a loving conversation with your kid to figure out what's going on. That is fucked up. That's that is ridiculous, actually. It's actually quite sad that we've even grown up from an era like that, that that was even accepted from people or wasn't pulled up and say, hey, man, you like maybe try a different way of teaching your son or your kids to do something because like it's caused so many issues and I couldn't imagine other parents listening to this and going, yeah, I parent my kids the same as I was parented and it's not the best way to parent their kids. And there's lots of way to parent your kids, don't get me wrong, but every kid's different and every kid needs a different approach, um, you know, to calm them down or to get something out of them or to for them to open up. And it's I've talked about it with the kids previously as I opened up that um, that safe space. Um, and it's the same with you're an adult or a kid. If you have a safe space, you're much more um, open to taking on advice and 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 letting your feelings out and um, you know bringing stuff up to the surface to talk about because you know that you're in that safe place, which is it's such a cool space to be in. So, um, going off that, um, that's where sort of I suppose all these triggers have sort of in the last sort of 12 months has sort of changed differently for me. My awareness around, you know, my own, own um, things like me getting frustrated or angry or um, disappointed or, you know, feeling down about myself. They're all triggers of certain things that have happened in your life that you haven't dealt with. And the, and the, the more awareness you have around dealing with these little things, um, and I'm talking about the stuff just because I've got more stuff to talk about in the next episodes. But as a kid, these are very, very, they're the big ones. Um, and they're the big ones that will keep coming up because they've been there for a long time. They've been fucking dormant, sitting down there deep, down there for a long time. And um, it's really hard to bring them up. Most people don't want to bring them up. This is why I'm doing this chat. It's because I know people are fucking scared because it's hard work. And it's fucking scary at the same time. And you don't want to make people feel like you're this fucked up person that's weak and fucking all this and that. And the more you keep telling yourself those things, the more you'll just keep suppressing them. So you talking about them is, is going to be a gift. Getting it out, bring them to the surface, and they're going to come up, and they're going to keep coming up. And when I say like people, when people say they've healed, you do heal. Don't get me wrong, but healing is building the awareness around 
what happens when it starts coming up. So you, you'll, you'll get to a point where you'll be using it as fuel. So all these things that you've pressed and you've, all these past traumas and the stuff that you've suppressed, you'll start using them as fuel when you get angry. And that's where you'll use your, you'll get your anger from and you direct it at certain people and they'll take the brunt of it and then you'll blame it on your past. Now that's not fair on anyone. You can't blame your past on someone that's been really nice to you for so long and been a loving person and all of a sudden you're going off at them because you've had a rough upbringing. That's kind of on you to be more open about the situation and fucking deal with it. So dealing with it can be done in different ways. Um, I've seen uh, psychs, uh, wellness coaches, uh, but I'm going to talk about a couple of boys, a couple of the brothers um, that are men group. So Wa and two, um, Caden, Jason, uh, the men boys, there's plenty of other ones, but those guys, the ones I talk to the most about it and they're doing great thing in the, in the men's, um, space. And, um, if you've been through stuff like I've just talked about, cause we're going to leave it here a couple more minutes, then I, I guarantee you, um, go check out the boys from Amend, and they were, they were, they were able to get me to bring this um, suppress stuff up and, you know, and actually start dealing with it. Um, and it's been such a fucking awesome experience for me. Um, I have a better relationship with my kids. I love my kids. Like I always love them, but now I just have this like pure connection with them. And you would have seen that recently on my Instagram in the past sort of 12 months that my connection with my kids is just, it's just grows and grows and grows, which is, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, I never thought, um, you know, I could continue to, you know, become better and better and better as a person, um, which I'm so grateful for these boys for giving me that safe space to open up to, you know what I mean? So go check them out. I'm going to leave it here uh, for this episode. Um, it's probably a little bit, uh, quite a lot for people to digest and things like that. But um, if you are going through these times, like you're fine. Okay, you, you, you're all good, but what you need to do is you have to start seeking help. And it, it's a little step at a time. You're not going to heal overnight, and it's a process that it's fucking hard and hurts. But those past traumas as a kid, you need to start sorting out now and do it. If you're listening to this and you don't do it, then message me, talk to me about it, and I'll put you in touch with the right people that can help you out with this stuff and get you on a journey. Because if you don't start it now, you'll regret it. Because if you're in a relationship or you're doing stuff in business, these things can ruin it. I know. I know friends that have been through the same shit and it's not worth it. All you need to do is talk up, communicate, and you can fix this issue, okay? And you'll be fucking happier, which is great. Um, so, yeah, we're going to leave it there. I uh, appreciate you listening. 30 minutes. Uh, like I said, I didn't want to go too too long with some of these because I know uh, some of them are quite intense and I want there sort of to be a direct sort of um, – sort of what was I can't even fucking talk now um sort of a direct message around certain areas so this is sort of that start of where I was in my life and sort of that up until high school what I went through and and yeah so 
I hope it uh, helps someone sort of open up a bit more. And like I said, thank you for listening. And um, I'll be chucking this one up on my social for you guys to listen to. But until next week, uh, I'll see you guys then. And uh, take care. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you.